unless otherwise indicated, all the names, characters, businesses, places, events, and incidents in these stories and audio narrations are either the product of the author's imagination or used in a fictitious manner. Any resemblance to actual persons, living or dead, or actual events is purely coincidental. The stories and audio narrations are not intended as a substitute for the medical advice of physicians. The reader and or listener should consult a physician in matters related to his or her health, and particularly with respect to any symptoms that may require diagnosis or medical attention. Mature content. Listener discretion is advised. Zen medicine. I'm an intuitive tantric Reiki healer. I'm neither formally trained nor educated in being a tantra or Reiki healer. I'm just pretty plugged into the universe. And this is my calling, for better or for worse. How people find me? Well, there's word of mouth and divine timing. Here's my story. The dream was vivid. I actually felt pain, and as I rolled away from the outstretched hand, I promptly fell off my bed. This was a lovely start to my day. You really should have your own office, Carl commented as he opened the door to his hotel room when I had knocked. It feels like we're having a secret rendezvous, meeting here in a hotel. I'll think about it, I responded as I looked up at him. He was quite tall, tall enough to be a basketball player, wearing a light blue dress shirt tucked neatly into tan dress slacks. He was a tall and tidy man, relatively toned as his muscles rippled under his dress shirt. He closed the door firmly behind us as I moved further into the roomy suite. And why don't you make house calls? It would be a lot more private and convenient if you came by the house. I sensed that we were alone in the suite. Turning around to face him, I said, I don't make house calls. You should really reconsider that business model. You'd make a lot more money if you did. I'll think about it, I repeated. The nervous conversation was interesting, but didn't do anything to block the radiating back pain that he was harboring. In my mind's eye... The pain was sharp red in color, pulsing like a red beacon. There were other pain points, but this one was the most urgent. Although his back pain radiated warmth and heat, I noticed that it wasn't too pain-filled, which told me that he had taken high-octane painkillers. Carl, why don't we sit down and get comfortable? You don't need to be nervous. I'm not nervous, he said as he shifted from one foot to the other. Do you have a license to do this? Before I could answer, he quickly asked, Can I see it? I reached into my small messenger bag and pulled out my credentials. Handing them to him, he looked at them for long moments before handing them back. Where did you go to school for this? I sighed inwardly, just as Henry blinked into my line of sight, a gold spark that only I can see. My spirit guide was always with me, and whenever it amused him, he would pop in now and then. His wife made him come here, Z. An ultimatum since they're going through a dry spell because of the back pain. Yeah, I silently agreed with Henry. That's usually the case. Because I don't come cheap, and I'm always their last resort. Talk about job security. Your wife Karen's already my client, Carl. She would have already told you that I don't have any formal training doing what I do. I just know how to do it. But you're not a doctor. 
Carl lowered himself into the chair by the desk, while I leaned my back against the wall opposite him. My hands clasped in front of me. I shook my head. Nope, not a medically trained anything. You can call me an alternative treatment. The uncertainty flowed out of him in waves of nervous energy. I held my hand up and kept my voice smooth, reassuring. Karen's already vouched for me, but you can ask me anything you want. You had said on the phone that I don't need to be naked for this treatment, right? I nodded. Right. It's whatever you want, Carl. Whatever makes you comfortable. I saw the minute wince in his face as he shifted in the small chair. You know, he began slowly shaking his head. I don't believe in this shit. I can't believe that I'm even here. Actually, if it wasn't for my wife, then he blurted out, "It would seriously add more legitimacy if you had an actual office." For you, Carl, I said without a trace of exasperation. I'll look into it. I pulled away from the wall. Why don't we get the show on the road? Why don't we help you with that pain? Don't you need to know how I got it or what happened? He asked as he gingerly straightened in his chair. Or did Karen tell you? I shook my head as I grounded myself before tapping into his energy. Images began to flood my third eye: Carl dribbling a basketball and running up and down the court. He running through the park wearing only shorts, sweat dripping down his impressively toned chest. He jumping off a small cliff to dive headfirst into a beautiful lagoon, but at the last moment he had twisted wrong and plunged into the water ass first. It wasn't the same since then. The dive at the lagoon, I said as I met his astonished eyes. The impact on your ass almost shattered your pelvis and damaged your root and sacral chakras. How many surgeries did you get? He looked taken aback, muttering softly to himself, "Shit, she really is psychic." He breathed out heavily as his eyes closed, his head falling forward slightly. Doesn't matter, Z. They fixed me, but they couldn't do anything about the pain. Well. I began as I swung my small messenger bag off and placed it on the desk. No better time than the present. How about you take off your shoes, make yourself comfortable on the bed, and we'll get you better in no time. Usually, I would start at the head, at the crown chakra, but in his case, I started at the base of his feet. Tapping on some soft spa music for background noise on my Apple Watch, I inhaled deeply. My eyes closed for long moments as I centered myself and opened my heart chakra and began the intuitive healing with my eyes remaining shut. Hovering a couple of inches from his body, I let flow channeled healing energy out of my hands and fingers. The color that came into my mind's eye was primarily red, but it glowed between red hot and burgundy red—a vibrant color and energy, almost angry in intensity. Energetically, I encountered the pain with white, soothing energy running it along the band of red that ran up his feet, long legs, and through his root chakra, which was located near his tailbone. It was dull in color and completely subdued by the oxycontin that he had taken. With both hands crossed over his lower abdomen, as I continued to gently pour white healing energy on the root chakra, I slowly pulled my hands apart, tearing through the coating of the painkiller. I heard Carl inhale sharply, but I continued to pour more healing energy into the chakra until, in my mind's eye, I saw the signs of a robust red color flaring to life. I smiled as it began to glow and turn in its natural momentum, like a lotus flower blooming as it sat on top of water. Following along his band of red pain, I moved my hands slowly up to his sacral chakra, located behind his belly button. His back pain was directly behind it, throbbing and pulsing hotly. I breathed out deeply as I focused in on the damaged nerves that looked like a tangled hairball on his spine. 
smoothing them out one strand at a time until finally their own inherent energy began to flow along, not unlike that of a free-flowing pipe. Then, moving on to his actual sacral chakra, I repeated the same motions here as I did with his root chakra until I finally stepped back when its natural orange color bloomed and glowed. Breathing deeply, I opened my eyes and mopped the sweat from my head with the sides of my arms. Looking over at Carl, I saw that his eyes were closed, his face relaxed. How you doing, Carl? I... he murmured. Uh, I'm floating. Good floating or bad floating? I knew what the answer was but needed a pulse check from him. Good floating... I smiled as he fell silent, his chest rising and falling steadily. You continue to float and let me finish up the rest of your chakras. Okay, he responded softly. Overall, it took another 20 minutes and when I finally pulled away from his crown chakra, his head, I knew he'll be just fine. My healing isn't a catch-all or an end-all for medical treatments, of course. He'd still need to take care of himself like he normally does, but with his already healthy lifestyle, he'd be back right enough over time. Later, as I walked out the hotel room, Carl called after me. You really should have your own space, Z. As I left the hotel, I turned right so I could work my way to Central Park. I needed to ground myself and release the excess energy that I had taken on from Carl into the earth. Because I was briefly looking down at my phone, I almost bumped into someone's chest. Looking up, I was surprised to see the police officer from the Red Ravens case. My eyes narrowed in thought as I tried to remember if I ever got his name. I couldn't remember. Hi, sorry, I said as I took a step back. I know you. You're the cop from that day with Red Raven. Keegan, he said, and I remembered well those steady brown eyes of his. He reminded me somewhat of that actor who played Thor, my mouth quirking up slightly, tall and similar in build with rich sable hair outgrowing its buzz cut. He actually was pretty hot. His head tilted slightly as his gaze sharpened on me. What? I held my hands up dismissively. Nothing. I can see that you obviously have something to say. His tone was deep, low-pitched. Why didn't I notice this when we first met? Fine, I thought. Has anyone ever told you that you look like Thor in Avengers? He had such a poke face that I couldn't tell if he was surprised by my comment. I cleared my throat slightly. <clears throat> Forget what I just said. You have a good day, Officer Keegan. Nice almost running into you. I made to move around him, but he blocked me. I frowned up at him. What? He sighed softly, his eyebrows knitted together in a slight frown. And you say you're psychic. If you really were, then how come you don't know that I was looking for you? He was serious, I thought, as my third eye caught his gold-tinted aura, which usually meant no nonsense and logical. How did I miss that he was a skeptic when we had first met? But in my defense, Red Raven did grab everyone's full attention that day. I frowned back at him, my patience thinning. I may be intuitive, I said with a bite in my tone, but I'm not a mind reader, Officer Keegan. How can I help you? But I put up my hand to stop him from answering. Wait, how did you know I was here? Your roommate told me. My mind blanked. My roommate. That's kind of funny given the fact that I didn't have a roommate. So, I started slowly. You've been to my house. Wait, how did you get my address? Psychic my ass, Keegan muttered under his breath. But since he was standing right in front of me, I heard it, and I was beginning to get pissed. So you checked up on me is what you're saying. 
I said as I saw an image in my third eye of him typing into a computer and nothing pulling up. What happened to privacy policies? Then the realization kicked me in the ass. He was checking up on me to confirm if I was an actual con. Dean was coming out of the house as I was going to knock on the door, he said. He told me you were here for a client appointment. Dean was one of my closest friends, and he knew better than anyone not to give anything out about me to anyone. But then I remember that he also happened to be what I call a Cupid intuitive. He had the uncanny knack of matching people to their soulmates, which explains why his business was so successful. I didn't say anything as I looked at Keegan more closely this time. This guy. Henry blinked at me from the corner of my eye, right behind Keegan's left ear. The image of him smiling at me appeared in my third eye. I cleared my throat once more and refocused. What can I do for you, Officer Keegan? Thor didn't say anything for a few moments, his poker face incredibly solid. Why he was hesitating and wasting my time like this was just silly. He spoke just as I was about to open my mouth. I want to hire you for a healing session. It was my turn to remain silent. My eyes searched his face and saw nothing, no hint of what he was thinking. It was really during times like these that I wished that I could read people's minds. I could always cheat and tap into his energy, but even I have my own code of ethics. You want a healing session, I repeated slowly. Energetically, I felt nothing from him that felt blocked. You came all the way down here just to hire me for a healing session. You could have just called me. What's your issue? ED. I looked at him, my eyes blinking in disbelief. Did you just say you have erectile dysfunction? He folded his arms across his chest, his chin jutting out a bit. What, a police officer can't have ED? Are you implying that I'm lying to you? A picture popped into my third eye then, of Henry nodding his head. Usually in these instances, it was relatively easy to swap potential problem clients away from me, and that's by jacking up my session fees. That's usually all it takes because the pain in the penis is nothing compared to the bite in the wallet. I looked at him. You're a cop. You don't make that kind of money to pay my fees. His dark eyebrows slowly rose as he looked at me steadily. I've got game. I shrugged, and I told him my price. When he didn't respond, I asked gently, You still got game? I sighed then. Look, if what you're really wanting is to check me out and see if I'm the real deal, just say so. You really don't need to use subterfuge or shell out cash to do that. Then how about I buy you a cup of coffee at Starbucks and you explain it to me, he said, his head tilting slightly. I was going to suggest you Google it, I said slowly, as the gold tint around him began to subtly soften. But coffee would be fine. I looked at him with puzzlement. Are you asking me on a date today? Right now? No, not a date, he began slowly. I don't usually believe in woo-woo things. He paused as if trying to find the words, but I'd like to get a better understanding of it, if you have the time. Not a date, huh? But something compelled him to actually come all the way down to personally find me. Well, I said, that's good because I don't date. I actually am free, but need to do something at Central Park right now. Do you want to go with me? We can walk and talk. He nodded thoughtfully. It's a nice day for a walk. Status of the case of Carl Mackey? Closed. Status of the case of Officer Keegan? Opened. 
and interested. Music credit by Kogan Audio. Story created, written, and narrated by Z E Lian. Follow the continuing story of Zen Medicine on Medium.com. Music